We've all misplaced keys, blanked on someone's name, or forgotten a phone number. We don't tend to pay too much attention to these lapses, but as we grow older, we sometimes worry about what they mean. This is TVH Health Chat with Temecula Valley Hospital. I'm Melanie Cole, and today we're discussing Alzheimer's disease and dementia. Joining me is Judith Martinez. She's the Program and Education Manager for the Alzheimer's Association. Judith, it's a pleasure to have you with us. I would like to start by asking you for the listeners, is memory loss a normal part of aging? Is it something that's inevitable or not necessarily? Uh, No, actually, it's not a normal part of life. You know, sometimes we hear myths like it's okay to have a little touch of dementia, but it's not okay. So if you see some symptoms like memory loss, having trouble remembering words, problems with thinking, navigation, behavior, personality or mood changes, um, having trouble planning and organizing, then you have to see your doctor. Uh, We recommend to speak with your primary care provider and um, so that they can do some tests to figure out if it's dementia uh, related to um, Alzheimer's disease or if it's anything else. Well, thank you for that answer. So what is the difference between dementia and Alzheimer's disease? So that's the number one question we get, I think. Um, Dementia is a group of symptoms uh, caused by Alzheimer's disease. So uh, the most common cause of dementia is directly related to Alzheimer's disease with about 70% of the cases. There's other diseases that cause um, dementia, Um, There's different types um, of dementia, like vascular dementia, and that's when someone has a stroke or a series of mini strokes, or um, Lewy body dementia, and that's the type that Robin Williams, the comedian, had. And um, actually, um, he was uh, not diagnosed properly. Um, They thought, the doctors thought that it was just Parkinson's that he had. So there's FTD, frontotemporal lobar degeneration, And there's other types um, that are reversible, um, like when someone has a tumor or they're low on a certain vitamin or they have anemia or an infection. So um, it's important to talk to um, your primary care provider if you have any symptoms of dementia to see which type you have and if it can be treated. Well, that's really great advice. So tell us what is Alzheimer's disease? Is it hereditary? Tell us a little bit about it. Sure. So Alzheimer's disease is a brain disorder. It is a progressive disease, so it gets worse with time. And um, it's the most common form of dementia, as I mentioned. It has no cure, and um, it's eventually fatal. Um, It affects about 5.8 million Americans uh, today. So what are the risk factors? Is it familial? There's a genetic component to it. How would someone know if they're at risk? So um, the primary risk factor is age. Um, Most people develop it um, after age 65. Uh, The risk doubles every five years after age 65. But some people younger than 65 do um, develop it, but it's more rare. And um, we have a higher incidence in women. So two-thirds of all the cases are found in women, and we don't know exactly why. For a long time, Experts used to think that it was related to women living longer, but now it, um, they're thinking that it has to do with um, genetics and hormones and, 
and so they're studying that to figure out why women get it more. Um, also, um, it is um, you can see it in higher rates with um, people that have Down syndrome. Um, also, if you have family history, your risk increases. That doesn't mean that someone will develop it for sure. For example, uh, my grandmother has um, Alzheimer's disease, and she also has diabetes. So someone with cardiovascular disease has a higher um, risk. So it is important to, um, you know, uh, monitor um, your numbers for high blood pressure, high cholesterol, um, you know, monitor your diabetic numbers. So that's that's very important to do. And um, also it's related to uh, genetics as well. There's two uh, types of genes, risk genes and deterministic genes. So it's, it's a combination of factors. Also, uh, people that have lower educational, um, lower formal education will have a, a higher risk. Someone who had um, a car accident or someone who, play, uh, who plays sports like uh, boxing or, or football, uh, those people will have a higher risk because of, you know, the hits to the, to the head. So, um, so those are some of the risk factors. Well, you mentioned that it can't be cured. There is no cure as of right now and plenty of research going on. But can it be slowed or prevented, Judith? Are there treatment options for dementia? Is there anything that can stop or slow or reverse the disease process at all? What are some treatments? What are they intended to do? So right now, the treatments that we have available don't help with disease progression. They only help with symptoms, unfortunately. Uh, but we're working uh, through our research uh, branch on finding a way to prevent it and slow it and cure it. For example, we launched a um, a study called U.S. Pointer where we recruited or we're in the process of recruiting about 2,000 participants to uh, find a recipe for people to follow in order to uh, say that, that this disease can be prevented. And we're replicating a study that was done in Finland, where they found that people that had a better nutrition, um, exercised more often, um, uh, you know, did cognitive activities, so exercised their brain, and also um, were socially engaged, they showed a lower risk um, of developing this disease. So right now we're, we're conducting a similar study here in the United States and also sponsoring um, or funding similar studies throughout the world. I think we have about seven sites or something like that. And uh, we're trying to find a way to um, prevent it. And um, we're getting closer to find a way to slow it. There is a medication that um, that is very close um, to uh, getting uh, approved to slow the disease progression. So I think that's very helpful and, and there's a lot of great things coming out. Um, in the research world right now. So it's very exciting. Judith, one of the things that goes on when somebody suffers from dementia or Alzheimer's is they have a caregiver and that caregiver has a lot of stress. They have a tough time sometimes. Do you have any recommendations as you work for the Alzheimer's Association? What do you want caregivers to know about what they're doing for their loved one and the resources that are available to help them? Yes, actually, we want the caregivers to know that they're not alone. We have a lot of resources available. As you know, our organization is nationwide. 
So if someone lives in New York and they have a parent here in California and they need information or they need connect, they need to get connected to resources, we can do that. So we have an 800 number, which is 24-7, where a caregiver can talk to a um, clinician for free and they can talk about um, issues with behavior, if they have questions about how to deal with a certain behavior or if they just need information about the disease or if they have questions about um, treatments uh, or, for example, if they need an adult daycare center near them or if they need help with respite care, uh, we can connect them to uh, funding, to grants um, that they can get to receive additional help because this disease is 24-7 and it can become very overwhelming for caregivers. So there's a lot of resources that we can offer through our 800 number and we definitely um, recommend caregivers to call us. The number is 800-272-3900. Again, that's 800-272-3900. Or they can visit our website at alz.org. We also have a lot of classes happening in um, or near Temecula, in classes in in. English and in Spanish, and also we have support groups in person and over the phone. We actually have one support group in Temecula at the at the Mary Phillips Senior Center. We have another one in the city of Marietta and others throughout the Inland Empire. So we want uh, caregivers to know that they can reach out for support and um, and that they're not alone. That's great. Thank you so much, Judith. And that number is 1-800-272-3900, or you can visit alz.org for more resources on Alzheimer's and help for caregivers and the families that are going through this right now. Thank you again for joining us. And that concludes this episode of TVH Health Chat with Temecula Valley Hospital. Please visit our website at TemeculaValleyHospital.com for more information and to get connected with one of our providers. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast and all the other Temecula Valley Hospital podcasts. Physicians are independent practitioners who are not employees or agents of Temecula Valley Hospital. The hospital shall not be liable for actions or treatments provided by physicians. This is Melanie Cole.